Hello everyone and welcome to episode 62 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to talk to you guys about why you should start reading in English even if you're not the kind of person that generally enjoys reading. So we're going to talk about that in just a second, but before we get into it, a couple of things as always. Uh, If you would like to download the transcript for this episode so that you can read along while you are listening and look up any words that you don't recognise, you can do that for free right now on the website, that is www.unlockingbritishenglish.com. Also, if you have any suggestions for the podcast, if you have any things that you would like me to talk about, any subjects that you would like me to cover on the podcast or if you just have any general feedback about the podcast please feel free to get in touch with me you can do that on instagram at unlocking british english or you can email me unlocking british english at gmail.com so let's get into it why should you start reading in english even if you're not someone that enjoys reading so this is the first bit that i want to cover the part about actually enjoying reading because Before I started to learn Spanish, I was never a big reader in English. I like to read a little bit of non-fiction, I like to read to learn uh, psychology or philosophy or different things like that, but I wouldn't read kind of just for pure fun, right? I wouldn't read fiction, uh, which is what we're mostly going to be focusing on when I'm talking about reading in English in this episode. I'm going to be talking mostly about reading in fiction or reading fiction books, sorry, stories, things that aren't true. Um, and so, yeah, like I say, before I got into learning Spanish, I was never interested in reading fiction books. I think I've probably read one or two books in English by choice outside of school. Um, And so, yeah, this wasn't something that I was interested in before. But I think that actually, even if you're not someone that really enjoys reading usually, I think that reading in a foreign language is a lot more fun. It's almost like code breaking right it's like you get you get more for your money because you get like two levels of adventure because on the first level you're trying to understand the language and understand what's being said and then on the second level you have the adventure of following along with the story trying to just follow along with what's happening in general so it's kind of like well for me at least it's like code breaking it's like this little mini adventure uh, where I'm trying to figure out what these different words mean and different things like that um, Um, And the reason that I want to focus on reading fiction rather than reading non-fiction is because that when you're reading fiction, when you're reading stories, novels and things like this, it's a lot easier for you to just carry on reading even if you don't understand absolutely everything. Now that might sound a little bit weird or a little bit silly to some of you, um, but this is the best way for you to read. It's just to read, you know, understand as much as you can, try and follow the main point of the story and then you know if you get to the end of a chapter or the end of a part and you can always go back and read it again and things like that that's a lot easier to do with a fiction book when you have a non-fiction book that's trying to teach you something that's trying to share lots of specific information sometimes if you miss a little word here or there it can actually throw you off a little bit you can be a little bit confused and not necessarily getting something 
out of that experience of reading that book whereas if you're reading fiction you don't understand everything it's not as important because the way that fiction is is put together the way that stories are told means that a lot of things you're going to be able to infer from the context right you might not know what a word means but you know more or less that it's something positive it's some sort of positive adjective or you know something like that um and so yeah reading <clears throat> excuse me, reading in a foreign language I think is a lot more fun than it is for a lot of people just reading in their in their native language. So that's the first thing to take into account. Even if you're not someone that enjoys reading usually, reading in a foreign language can be a lot more fun uh, and reading fiction specifically can be very, very useful. So I want to talk about why, right? Why reading? If I can just watch a series, if I can listen to a podcast, whatever it is, why would I read? Why is that any better than any other method? So the first reason that reading is so powerful in improving your language skills is that reading gives you much more exposure to much more of the language than any other medium will give you. So it's a lot more language dense, we could say. So if I give you the example, if we compare reading a book to watching an episode of a series, well, the first thing is that when we watch a series, obviously because it's a visual medium, because they are telling the story through um, visual stuff, it means that not everything is said and told using language, right? You have a lot of space in a series where there's music playing or where there's just a shot of someone pulling some sort of face or expressing some sort of emotion, but they're not actually talking, they're not actually saying anything. You know, um, in, in a book, if you're introduced to a new character, the book has to tell you everything about that character, the way they look, the way they're dressed, what their body language is like, what the, uh, what the environment around them is like, what the weather is like, all these kind of things. And all of that information has to be communicated to you through language, through the use of words and constructions. Whereas in a series, they can just show you one shot of a load of things and you get all that information visually and there's no need for any character to talk about it or to say anything. So in a book you get access to a lot more language. Um, if you spend 20 minutes reading versus 20 minutes watching a series, if in reading you've been exposed to way more of the language. Um, the other thing as well is that usually reading and books um, include a lot more vocabulary. They use a lot more vocabulary because they have to express a lot more detail and they don't have the visual aid that uh, a series or a movie has. So you're going to get exposed to a lot more words and even though it might seem like you get exposed to a lot of words that aren't necessarily immediately useful or immediately important, you know, all of these kinds of words that are a little less common are words that native speakers recognize and know and can use but just generally don't always have the opportunity or the necessity to actually do that but as a language learner these are the kind of words that are going to that are going to catch you out right once you start to get the main bulk of the language you've got the most common verbs and the most common adjectives and all these kind of things you know the vast majority of the main bits of conversation it's all those other little bits the little details the the subject specific vocabulary that's going catch you out and reading is what's going to give you exposure to those things um, a lot more regularly um, and a lot more exposure just because of the way that reading has to utilize language to communicate everything you know even even some even if you compare it to something like uh, 
a podcast. You know, a podcast is very dense. It's very dense with language because people are speaking the whole time. But because we are we are using the spoken word, you know, the tone of someone's voice can express a lot of nuance in what they're saying. Whereas again, in a book, all of that nuance has to be expressed through language. How do you describe that tone of voice? How do you describe the face that they're pulling? How do you describe the tone of the sky and how it looks threatening and all this different stuff or whatever it is? Um, so yeah, reading gives you uh, exposure to a lot more of the language. Uh, it gives you an exposure to a wider range of language and it requires a lot more detail in the way that the language is used. Um, and then again, if we're following on from that idea of the density of the language, because there's so much language in a book, um, that continual exposure um, is going to allow you to absorb the grammar, improve your, not just your vocabulary, but your grammar, your understanding of how these structures are put together, because you're going to see all of these basic, well, not just basic, you're going to see all of these different structures, all of these different ways of putting ideas and sentences together. You're going to see them over and over and over and over again, but all the while, you're going to be engaged and interested and having fun, because obviously if I look at a grammar book I can see these different structures over and over and over and over again but it's just rote memorization it's just repetition it's just like hitting my head against the wall hoping all this information goes in but if I'm doing something if I'm engaging with something that's actually a lot more enjoyable something that I'm actually genuinely interested in then it's going to be a lot easier for me to go through and not only am I getting you know continual exposure to these same structures and different things I'm also getting exposed to the slight variation. So it's not the same sentence and the same structure over and over again. It's the same structure slightly varied with slightly different words or slightly different subjects being focused on and all this different stuff. So that is the next thing as well is it's a great way for you to improve your not just your vocabulary but to improve your grammar to improve your understanding of how the language is used properly let's say because you're getting this continual exposure to all of these things but in a more engaging and a more fun way the next thing that i want to talk about is less to do with the language itself but more to do with us as people as learners um, and is that when you're reading whether you're reading a real book or if you're reading on an e-reader like a kindle or something like that often it's a lot harder to get distracted you limit your distractions because when you're watching tv or listening to a podcast or something like that um, you know usually you've got your phone to hand you can look at different stuff you can quite easily get distracted you know but if you're reading a book like a paper book or even if you're on an e-reader you know these things don't have notifications you're usually focused directly on this thing um, again the density of of the language and stuff used is usually going to require a little bit more of your focus and so I find at least for me and a lot of other people that I've talked to that when you're reading whether it's a paper book or an ebook it's a lot uh, it's a lot harder to let yourself get distracted so it's easier to stay focused it's easier to stay focused on the task and what you're doing and not let yourself get distracted by you know X amount of other things that are happening around you at that time so that's definitely um, another another benefit um, and then finally I think that reading is 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 a much better way 
again to absorb you know the grammar and the vocabulary uh, not just because of the format of of the book but just because of the fact that when you have things written out when it's there in physical form it's a lot easier to go back over it. It's a lot easier to go back through it. So, you know, when you're watching a TV series or listening to a podcast or something, of course you can, you know, rewind it. You can skip back 10 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute, whatever it is, and try and go back through it. But, you know, you only have that one opportunity each time you hear it. You have to either grab it or not. But when you're reading, it's all there for you. It's all written out. So, you know, if you don't understand a sentence, you can go back over it really easily. You can analyze it. You can break it down. You've got all the words there written out, which again, in English is a big advantage because sometimes you can hear a word and you might have heard it, but you don't know how to spell it because English spelling is really weird. Uh, and we have a whole episode on why English spelling is so weird if you want to go and check that out. But reading again, it gives you I think it allows you to engage with the language in a more relaxed way because you don't feel that same kind of tension where everything is just like going to disappear straight away like it would with the spoken language. Um, now, if we're thinking about series or movies, you know, you might think, well, what about subtitles? And that is true. You know, subtitles can definitely be helpful. But one of the problems that you have with subtitles is that often the subtitles themselves, what is written, doesn't exactly match what is being said uh, word for word. Because often, you know, the, the idea of the subtitles is just to communicate the main idea, is to communicate, you know, the point of what that person is saying. But it needs to fit on the screen and it needs to be like smooth. It needs to you know be on screen for the duration of that sentence. And then it needs to drop off for the next sentence to come in. So, when when people are making subtitles, they have to factor in that a really long-winded sentence looks strange written out on um, on the screen. And so if you can say the same thing with less words, then they will do that. So with subtitles, you don't always have the exact word-for-word -word representation of what's being said. So that can be uh, a little bit of a difficulty. So yeah, I think that reading, it gives you more time to just engage with the content. Um, that visual element of having all the words written out again, I think is huge. So you can sit down, you can examine it, you can break it down. Um, but as I said, you know, I think that in terms of your method of reading, like how should you read in English, for example, you know, read to finish the book first, finish the chapter, finish the section you know, read through the chapter, get to the end of the chapter, see how much you feel like you've understood. Then if you really feel like you need to, then you can go back and go back through it again. But what I don't think you should do is try and read through and analyze every word and every sentence as you're reading it through that first time, because it's not going to be enjoyable um, and it's not going to be that beneficial for you. You're not taking time to let the language happen. You're not giving your, your brain enough time to just be exposed to these structures and try and figure out as much as it can. Um, you need to have that, that opportunity and then you can go back through it and look at it with a little bit more detail, a little bit more, um, yeah, and a little bit more detail. In terms of what you should read, I personally really think that interest should be the, the main driving factor here. If you find something that you're genuinely passionate about and interested in, it's going to be so much easier for you to read. Um, there, there are, of course, lots of things like graded readers, books that have been created for people that are learning a language that use a slightly more limited vocabulary. So if you feel like you're at a lower level, you can't 
you know, try a full-on, you know, novel in English, um, then, yeah, that can be an option. But I personally have, have quite consistently been reading above my level, let's say, you know, when I first grabbed uh, a native Spanish book, uh, I, I wasn't really technically at the level where I you know, quote-unquote, should have been reading that, but it was an interesting book to me. Uh, the graded readers were getting boring, they were getting, you know, it's all the same, you, you limited language, obvious stories, and I wanted to just try something that was different and a little bit diff more difficult. So, you know, I picked up a book, it was called Reina Roja. Um, it's quite a big book, it's actually part of a trilogy, but anyway, you know, I started reading it, I didn't understand all of it, but I enjoyed it. I understood the main point, point of the story, and I've been able to go back and read it again since. You know, I gave it a couple of months, worked on, you know, again, my exposure to the language, read it again, understood even more, enjoyed it even more. So I guess that's another point with, with books in a foreign language is that um, often they have there you can reread them more often or more more uh, more times than maybe you could with a book in your native language because you know maybe you missed a few things maybe you just didn't understand some of those things maybe you had a lower level the first time you read it so you know the second third fourth time you read a book in english if it's not your foreign if it's sorry if it's not your native language it's going to be a whole, almost like a whole new experience all over again because you're not sure what other things you're going to you're going to notice and realize and other nuances that maybe you pick up on so yeah those are a few reasons why i think that you should start reading in english um when i look at my development with with spanish especially um i think that reading has by and far been the most impactful and useful um, thing that I've done. So yeah, if you haven't already tried to read in English, I would absolutely recommend you try and do it. You can start with a book that you've already read in your native language or a story that you're already familiar with. For example, one of the first books that I read in Spanish before I started reading like native level stuff was Harry Potter. Um, I haven't read the Harry Potter book in English, but I've seen the films, so I'm, I'm more or less familiar with the story, right? And so that was enough to help me carry on with the story and not get too bogged down where there were some points where, you know, maybe I didn't understand everything or I might have gotten a little bit lost. Because I already knew the story, I could more or less uh, carry along with the story, infer what was happening in points where I didn't really know, uh, and that allowed me to just enjoy it and just to go through it and... You know, some people like to mark down words they don't know, add them to flashcard decks or write them out a hundred times or whatever. Other people like to just read and, and read and read and read. I personally am of the second camp. Um, when I'm reading, I just read. I just read. Uh, if I understand all of it, great. If I don't understand all of it, that's fine. Um, you know, if I read a chapter and I feel like I have no idea what's just happened, then I'll go back and, and reread it. But otherwise, I'm just reading and I'm going to finish the book and then I'm going to read another book. Um, that has allowed me to read at this point, I think I've read 17 or 18 full-length full Spanish novels, so not books made for children or adolescents or for language learners, real books uh, made for native Spanish people. And I, like I say, that has, has been huge for my, for my understanding. It's made my Spanish vocabulary a lot better. It's made my grammar a lot better. Um, and yeah, so 
just read. Read to enjoy the book and then, you know, afterwards you can go through it with more detail if you want. But yeah, that is why I think you should start reading in English. So um, yeah, I hope you guys have found that somewhat interesting. Hopefully you've taken a few points away from this episode. But yeah, as always, if you have any thoughts or questions about the episode, about the podcast in general, please feel free to get in touch with me. You can contact me on Instagram or via email. So yeah, I'm going to leave it there for now. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode.